so. How's it going? Wait, can you can you hear my mic? Yeah. Perfect. Are you are you sure? Yeah, it okay. sounds like usual. Okay, awesome. Cool, dude. What's up? Not much. Can you hear me pretty good? Yeah, I can hear you. Awesome. Your lighting's great too. I know. I think I I added a few more lights, so hopefully it's a little better. No, yeah, it's awesome. Where do we where do you go play play today? A little bit of a Corvallis Country Club. Oh, right on. So you got some of the hills going on. Yeah, got some hills. Not my best round. Got an 86, but okay. something to like improve off of, I guess, next time. That's not bad. How many uh, birdie slash uh, parts <laughs> did you get? Uh, <laughs> probably like six or seven. I don't, yeah. I don't remember. That's not but bad. There were, some, there were some bad holes, though. Yeah, like how bad? Like we're talking some quadruple bogeys. <laughs> uh, like, how did that? Was it more with your short game, or did you have trouble getting it there? Yeah, so it was one into the hazard, two into a tree. <laughs> no, one into a hazard, two drop, three into a tree, four into the same tree, five to the edge of the green, six on, two putt for eight. <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> Yeah, that is pretty brutal. What's the toughest hole on that course? The toughest hole? That's a good question. Um, well, for me, it was, yeah, for me, it was that one. But <laughs> I, I would say in general, one is kind of hard because, like, obviously, it's the first hole, so you're not quite dialed in yet, and it's long and narrow, so you've got to kind of pipe a drive down there, mm-hmm. which yeah. is, like, tough for your first shot of the day. Yeah, I've only played that course, like, one time. Or because like when I was little, I took like golf lessons at GCO mm-hmm. and then we did like little tournaments and stuff. I think I told you the last time we golfed, but yeah, I went to Spring Hill today. Oh, that's what I saw. Hit some range yeah. balls. Yeah. I was just bombing it. That driver looked hammered. <laughs> yeah. I was going hardcore. Did, I was, you fig- um, what? did you figure out the slice? Like were you hitting some straight ones too? What I was doing was I freaking was... um playing it off my front foot which helped a ton yeah that's what you're supposed to do i was playing yeah. it like center like i was playing my irons and no wonder it was slicing so are you hitting the driver good now yeah i hit three in a row straight like that bro i'm terrified for next time <laughs> we play them want to play sometime of course yeah because you're you wanna play next week next week yeah for sure All right, cool yeah because yeah. you were piping your hybrid damn near as far as my driver so yeah that's i was um yeah, I, that's what I do. I kind of I, I got like a couple bucket large buckets, and then um, I was just kind of because like I was kind of slicing my um, my uh, not my irons, my um, Hybrid. hybrids, and then yeah. I started playing it off my not too far on my off my front foot, but then I put it a little bit up in my stance, and I was dr- drilling it, and then I'm like, I'm gonna try this with my driver, mm-hmm. and then it worked. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I know. Me too. I I want to. I, I think that I'll probably stick with my hybrids. If if we because we'll probably play Tristing Tree. Yeah, if we go to Tristing, no harm in just bombing drives. Mostly. Yeah, especially on what is it, fifteen and sixteen. Yeah, fourteen and fifteen. Fourteen and fifteen. Those yeah. are wide open. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. So. Do you want to, since we're on golf, do you want to talk about it right now? Or do you want to talk start off with something else? We could talk a little bit about golf. It okay. kind of sucked today. Terrible oh, weather. So they weren't, even, yeah. they weren't even able to finish up the second round. But mm-hmm. 
what you saw was Colin Morikawa, who was playing in the morning, just having the tournament of his life so far and making the course look easy. Nobody, nobody has really been able to like match him from tee to green this week. He's just been red hot. And so that's been exciting to watch. Yeah. He's doing really good. And then Streelman's tied for second. Yep. Tied for second with uh, Justin Thomas. I yeah. Say. With Justin yeah. Thomas. They're both doing good. They're both 10 back, right? Yeah. 10 under. And then, um, three back from Morikawa, who's 13 under. So it should be a pretty exciting weekend of golf. And then, um, your boy, Victor Hovland is third. Yeah. Uh, I think he's tied for sixth. He's at eight. Oh yeah, he's tied for six. Okay. He's having he's having a good week. I think yeah. he can get it going on the weekend. Yeah, he's too. doing good. And he's then I think, what? He's definitely in it. What were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say I think it'd be fun if we had like a Ricky alert. No matter like where he is, we should always just say where he's at. <laughs> where, not... where is he at? <laughs> um, I think he's like thirty, thirty something. That's not bad. Or, yeah, he's three back. Three back. Wow. Uh, he's, well, he's three under, and then he's um. Oh, ten. Like, uh, he he went he went he went up like twenty five spots in the rankings. Yeah, that's right. Because last um, last week was his first made cut in a while, so mm-hmm. looks like he's going to make two cuts in a row. So at least some positive momentum for him. Yeah, I know. It's just so funny because I just like him so much. Because, but it does, he's not even really. I mean, he's good, but he's never. I feel like at the top. Yeah, he's all overrated. Yeah. But yeah, it's so it was just raining really bad and it's in Ohio. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was kind of a stormy overcast day. And then they finally got some good weather today, but it got dark before they were able to finish. So they're going to finish the second round tomorrow and hopefully are able to squeeze in the entire third round. Yeah. Who do you think is going to pull that off? I still want to lean Victor Hovland. I think Hovland's got like he's he's up there, and I was like Jonah's gonna be pumped. I know I'm pretty excited for him, but Colin looks tough to beat too. The way he's hitting the ball, it's gonna be one of those two. You have both of those guys. No, I don't have Colin this week. This is the one week I didn't use Colin, and he's like Colin was your guy. You usually had him. He was my guy. I feel bad that he just burned me a little bit too much, so I had to give him give him the week off and he's making me pay for it you know mm-hmm. yeah it may, it's so funny though because like i thought you had like i mean they probably are your favorite fighters i mean not fighters golfers but when i was saying i wish i was wishing like some people would win and then you would say like i'm cheering for more and stuff it makes total sense because since you like have them in your lineup and stuff <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah i know um, i picked the wrong week to not use them mm-hmm. uh but Hovland, he's good. I need to – I just – it's so hard to watch for, like, four days straight. Oh, yeah. You know I mean? yeah. Especially when you have stuff going on. Right, yeah. You just kind of have to follow it. Yeah, just follow it. And then Sunday is always pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. And it's so impressive that you – I mean, it's easier for you since you're into golf, but it's so – like, you know so many people. Yeah, I mean, I think when we get into UFC, though, it might be the opposite. <laughs> it's tough though because like i don't even know a bunch of the people like on the undercard you only really know them once they get big names you know right like yeah. there's like mid-tier guys and there's like high level but, but like dudes that are making their debut like you have no idea do you want to move into all ufc yeah yeah we can um i, I only made picks for the five fights on top of the card you know you yeah you i so 
you how about you want to start off with your predictions and then like I'll kind of go through um a few fights on the prelims and then I'll give my predictions and stuff for like the sure. um five you want to just do the prelims first and then we can give our predictions at the same time booyah that makes more sense okay so for the um so for the prelims there's like two fights that are kind of sleeper fights <laughs> there's like two fights that are kind of sleeper fights and that i think they're really good and it's leonardo santos versus uh roman bogatov and it's roman bogatov's uh he's undefeated and i'm pretty sure it's his ufc debut and on this card i'm pretty sure there's going to be four debuts for guys okay and they've never even fought in the ufc before so that's going to be kind of cool and yeah. so bogatov i'm pretty sure he's like 10 and 0 and then Leonardo Santos is on. He's on a win streak, and he's he's older. But I think that it's gonna be. It's just I just like fights when there's guys that have won a whole bunch. You know, like when there's like a when there's a either a, a goose egg on the line. You know what I mean? If if somebody's like win streaks on the line, it's way more interesting to watch. Right, because then they have like something something to like prove. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, and then. So that's basically what I wrote down for that sleeper fight. I think it'll be pretty good. And then for the second one, it's Makwan Amir Khani versus um, Danny Henry. And then so Danny was on, I think, a five-fight win streak, and then he lost to Dan Ige. And Dan Ige is going to be headlining next week's Abu Dhabi card against Calvin Cater. So that's a pretty – that's like a fair loss. Like you lost to a dude that's really good. So that guy is pretty yeah. legit. And then – Mac Wanamir Connie super good and he was uh, he was on a win streak and then he lost to Shane Burgos who's really good you should actually it, you have ESPN plus right right yeah okay you should go back and watch Josh Emmett versus uh Shane Burgos it was like one of the fight of the year candidates and that's okay. who, that's who Amir Connie lost to last so uh that's that's he's kind of in the same boat as they're kind of in the same boat their last losses were to really good guys so it's nothing to really be ashamed about no and mir connie's really explosive like he throws flying knees and crazy stuff like that so yeah so, there's it, probably going to be a knockout there and then and then for the prelim main event it's going to be really interesting because it's going to be vulcan ozdemir versus jiri prochka or hiri prochka Prohashka or something, and it's uh, his. It's Prohashka's. He was the a rising is like another organization. I'm pretty sure it's in like Japan. So, I mean, he's the current champion over there, and these are light heavyweights, so 205 pounds, and he's really good. He's riding like an 11 fight win streak right now. Oh wow! And I'm pretty sure 10, 10 of those are have either come from knockout or TKO. So he's kind of established overseas, and now he's trying to sort of make a name for himself yeah, on and, the big stage. Yeah, and then the guy he's fighting, Vulcan Ozdemir, is hella good. So it's going to be a really good fight. But yeah, Vulcan, that sounds interesting. Vulcan, he, they kind of look the same. Like, they're really the similar fighters, I think, like, height and reach-wise. But Vulcan, he's super good. He fought for the title. Let me see. Yeah, he fought for the title against Daniel Cormier back in 2018. And then... He lost and went on a little bit of a skid, but now he's on a two-fight win streak. But the thing is that's really interesting about him, so 
he fought Dominic Reyes. And in my opinion, I thought Dominic Reyes, uh, I think he beat Dominic Reyes and Dominic Reyes is super good because he was fighting. He fought John Jones, his last fight. And it was super close. I thought Dominic Reyes beat John Jones. So Bokin's on his game. He's, 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 he, it's either, I'm, I'm just kind of scared because I was watching highlights of Huey and he got caught a few times, like by guys that aren't like, they're probably UFC level, but not high caliber. You know what I mean? Right. So and it concerns me. Like but, a red flag sort of. Mm-hmm. I would pick, I want Huey to win because he's a underdog, but Vulcan, he's kind of established in, if you do like MMA math, even though it's not, you can't always say like, just because someone beats somebody else, that mm-hmm. means that they're going to beat another person. You know what I mean? Right. Cause they're all the different styles. They're all different styles and styles make fights and stuff. So I want Prohaska to win because he's young and he's, he's just, he's kind of, it's just interesting because like guys that you don't really know about that are super good in other organizations are just kind of a fun story, you know? But yeah, I, I think that the safe bet to go would be Ozdemir, but I don't know. But just because he's like not his first time in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, but yeah, those three fights are gonna. I'm looking forward to those a lot. And honestly, the UFC super smart because those fights are like the Oz Ozdemir and the Prohaska fight. Those that's the main event for the prelim. So that's like the little taste of what if that one's good you have a good shot at like getting more people to buy paper yeah you know what i mean right it's like an advertisement almost basically but yeah those are the three prelim ones that i'm really looking forward to there's other ones too but like you never know those are the ones that are gonna start at like 2 a.m local time right the prelims for in abu dhabi yeah yeah that's That's, insane that's crazy yeah so right now, I forget what time it is there. It's, it's, I don't even remember. It's Saturday there. Yeah. Probably like nine in the morning or it's probably eight in the morning. Cause I remember you were saying the fights start at 6am there, but 7pm here. So if it's nine, oh, yeah, then, yeah. probably 8am there. Yeah. I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you want to go into, uh, your predictions? Let's do it. Should we start at the bottom with, um, Amanda Rebus versus Paige Van Zandt. Yeah, so do you want to like give your take and then I'll do mine? And yeah. And we'll just move our way up the card? Yeah, let's have me give my prediction and then people can ignore it and listen to whatever you have to say. No, you're... Probably a lot better. No. So what I kind of thought for this one, obviously Amanda's a heavy favorite, right? Mm-hmm. I think Paige... I wasn't she like bad mouthing the UFC or whatever about not getting paid enough or something. She just wants yeah. to test the waters. Mm-hmm. I think the UFC took offense to that comment and then just gave her an absolute killer. <laughs> Amanda <laughs> Rebus. And so I think Paige might've been spending like a little bit too much time on social media on Instagram and all that stuff during the break. And Amanda's just been in the gym training, preparing for this moment. I think she's, gonna come out barnstorming and just blow the windows off of page fans and i don't Mm. think this one's gonna be very close yeah that's kind of what i was thinking i was gonna go with when it came between page and he boss i was gonna go actually like 
I can see it either going like crazy, but at the same time, Paige Van Zandt is a legit fighter. But you know, you never know. I feel like Ebus is probably way more hungry, and Paige definitely has in the back of her mind that she is has like she can make money from other stuff. You know what I mean? Absolutely. As to Hebus probably is not going to have an OnlyFans account after yeah. she retires. <laughs> but is, there, yeah. is there an OnlyFans account for Paige Van Zandt? I think maybe. Don't get any ideas. Man, maybe maybe you save your money from the pay-per-view and use it for the OnlyFans, you know? Yeah. Oh. Like, what Paige Van Zandt content do we really want, you know? <laughs> um, so she... Rachel Ostovich, I thought was a beast. She's another one that you should look up, Rachel Ostovich. So Paige beat her back in 2019. And then um, that's about, I looked up Rachel and she's really, she's like four and five in Bellator or something. So it's not that much of a statement win. So Paige could be pretty much screwed, especially because Amanda Hebus is kind of a beast and she's um, she's nine and one, right? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, I don't have it written down. She beat. I'm um, so Mackenzie. She she actually has a pretty impressive win against Mackenzie Dern, who won earlier this year. She like put Hannah Cyphers in a, a knee bar or an ankle lock or something. And Mackenzie Dern's actually a beast. And Amanda Hebos beat her, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So I feel like Amanda Hebos could absolutely just destroy. But for my prediction, I think it could go to a unanimous decision. I think that Hebus could maybe just beat the crap and hold paid down for like three, like for 15 minutes straight. It could be one of those. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, so we're both going Rebus. Oh yeah. But yeah, for, for sure. Hebus. All right. Should we move on to the uh, other ladies we've got in um, Jessica Andrade versus Rose Nami Yunus? Yes. <laughs> so for this one, I actually think I'm, gonna go with the upset i'm gonna go jessica andrade are you serious yeah and she's she's a little bit older than rose right like rose is kind of in her prime and jessica's on the older side but the thing about jessica is she's looks very very strong and in the ufc women's fights when it only goes three rounds i think that her age won't be as much of a factor because i think she can sort of maintain her energy for just it's only 15 minutes so i mean i think she can i think she can stay in form for those 15 minutes and i think she's sort of just going to out muscle um rose and kind of keep rose on the ground for the majority of the fight okay i think she'll her strength will overwhelm rose and even though rose might be the better fighter i just think that jessica can pull this one out okay um so for this one so just so they fought earlier. So Andrade has already beat Nami Yunus prior for this. So here, so their first fight, um, Rose Nami Yunus was picking uh, freaking Andrade apart. She was just like popping her, popping her, popping. Like, and then in the second round, because this was for the championship, the strawweight champion. Like Rose is the former champion. Yeah. And so Andrade. I forget exactly how they're up against the cage and then Andrade picks her up and slams Rose on her head and knocked her out. And then she won. Like it was the craziest thing because Rose was so dominant for the majority of the two, two rounds rounds that they fought. And then Andrade just got this hail Mary and knocked her out. So then she, and then Andrade became the champion and then Andrade ended up having to go and fight Zhang Wei Li, who's the current champion. 
Yeah. And Zhang Weili from China. She's a beast. She knocked out Andraj, I think, pretty soundly. But And then Zhang Weili had to fight Jessica in Yin Jacek. And she, uh, in J, uh, I mean, not Jessica, Joanna. And then Joanna, she was like the very first, she was one of the first, she was super dominant. She was the first uh, straw weight. And Rose beat her twice. So like, and then like another MMA math thing that I know it's not really like good to do this, but Rose beat Joanna twice. And Joanna almost beat, like it was crazy fight of the year status. Joanna almost beat Zhang Weili. So I think that Rose is going to a beast. And I honestly think that Rose is going to run through Andrade. I don't think she's going to get picked up and slammed on her head because it, like Rose is like better than Jessica in like every facet of the game. So unless she pulls out another like rabbit out of the hat and yeah. beats her, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Okay. So our first disagreement there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just think that Rose has way more impressive wins because like, so for example, Tisha Torres is someone that fought earlier this year, like on a, a I think it was last fight card or, an, a, or one earlier, like two weeks ago. And Tisha Torres is an absolute like tornado. Like she's so good. And I was just thinking if Rose beat her, I'm like, oh my God, that's crazy. I just think Rose is a beast and her husband is Pat Berry, who's a former heavyweight in the UFC. Yeah. And they train like all the time together. So I just think that Rose is going to – I wrote um, Rose with early T, uh, early KO. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Knock her out? I think one or two. In, wow. in one or two rounds, she'll take her out. All right. Yeah, but yeah, Jessica Andrade was riding a four-fight win streak up until – the Zhang Wei Li fight, but I just don't think she's on the same level. Like the women, they're they're so far, like few and far between. Like, I mean, there's a bunch of really good ones, obviously, to make it to the UFC. You have to be super good. But I feel like the UFC pushes girls into stardom too quickly when they shouldn't be, you know, because they need oh. them. They don't have a ton of them at their disposal. Okay. Yeah. But who knows? Anything, this is a fight. You got a puncher's chance always. Absolutely. Yeah. So you never know. Oh, wait. And then who do you got for Jan, Peter, Piotr Jan versus Jose Aldo? All right. So when I was doing a little bit of research, this was actually the one that I think I'm the most excited for because I think this one has a chance to be like a very up-tempo sort of. I think they'll be going at each other constantly. I think this one maybe has some knockout potential. And it's a title fight, right? So it doesn't – is it Jose Aldo who has the title right now? Uh, right now, so Henry Cejudo was the former champion, but earlier this year he um, retired, so it's a vacant title. So both of these guys are okay. fighting for the ch- strap. No one's crowned champion as of right now. Okay, so it's totally up to grabs. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just gonna. It's just an interesting matchup because these are two guys who just like to go super aggressive, and they'll they'll just be going at each other the whole time. Yeah. But I think Peter Yon, he's a little younger, right? Yeah. Yeah, a little younger. I think he's a little maybe more athletic too. And so I think he can just sort of maybe overwhelm Aldo. And mm-hmm. I think he'll maybe get a knockout in the third or fourth round. You think? I think so. That's entirely possible. 
I think I'm going to go Piotr Jan for this okay. one. So with Piotr, Piotr Jan, I like him a lot. His boxing's really crisp, and he's just kind of a – he's just – He's no nonsense. He's just going to go after you. That's something about, like, the Russian fighters. Like, they just, like, they're not scared. No. Like, they just go after you. They're just trained killers. And he has – he has some good wins, but nothing, like, that really stands out to me. So, he beat John Dodson, who is pretty good. He beat Uriah Faber, who – by, like, TKO or KO, and that's really hard to do. And then he beat – crap. Oh, Jimmy Rivera, who's a really tough, tough guy, or tough 135-er. And then, but besides that, there's nothing that really stands out to me. And I'm pretty sure he, he, he has the ability to knock out people, and he's coming off a knockout win. But I just think the experience of Jose Aldo is just like an X factor in this fight. Because Jose has fought, like, he's undoubtedly... A, like a, UFC, a future UFC Hall of Famer. And his last fight, he fought Marlon Marais, who was the 135 um, number one contender. And I, in my opinion, I thought he beat him, but the judges didn't give him the, the dub, which was like really surprising to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was his, this is his only second fight at 135 pounds. He used to be a 130 or 145er, and he was like arguably one of the most dominant champions up until Max Holloway, who's like the co main event like took him out or actually Connor basically ruined Josie all this, all those career with this like 13 second knockout. But yeah, although I just think he has way more experience, he's fought Connor McGregor, Max Holloway, Marlon Marais, uh, Jeremy Stevens, Frankie Edgar, and the Korean zombie Chan Sung Jung. And then, yeah, I think that Aldo takes it, um, in a close decision. Okay. I think it's a banger. So we have our second disagreement already. Yeah, I just think I just think that Jose I just think Marlon Marais was the number one contender. He won how and I think Marlon Marais easily takes out Piotr Jan. Maybe not easily, but I think he takes him out and Jose gave Marlon Marais a run for his money. And he wasn't even ranked. He just came, he just dropped down as one of the top 45ers, came down to 135, and I thought beat him. And a lot of people do think he beat him. So I just think that he's in in a position where he just has felt bigger guys. Mm -hmm. And I don't think 135ers scare him whatsoever. And he's been fighting forever. And he's only, what, 33? Yeah, yeah. He's something like yeah. that. He's only in his like. He's not even his mid. He's like almost in his mid thirties, and he's been he fighting definitely. forever. He definitely like has the edge for experience, though. I think experience plays a major role, especially when you're an elite fighter. Would you agree that this is maybe one of the, like, could be one of the most exciting fights of the I night? I think it though. is going to be the most exciting fight. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's going to be pretty. Like whoever wins, it seems like they're going to be like some exciting be razor thin. Yeah. The only problem is I'm concerned maybe if Aldo Aldo could land bigger shots, but Piotr could land more. Not that Piotr can't land heavy strikes. I just think that Piotr might have more volume, and that mm-hmm. could win him a decision. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe he'll just come out just super fast and sort of like overwhelm Aldo and not like let Aldo get into his comfort zone. Yeah, I so I think that Aldo could land the bigger shots, but Piotr outstrikes him, and that plays a lot 
in the judges, like in when they're marking around, you know what I mean? Yeah. When they look at the strike differentials, it doesn't, yeah. if you see someone outstruck you, even though they landed the heavier shots, they're going to give it to the person that probably landed more strikes, even if they weren't as significant. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Aldo though. Right, I'm still I'm, going with Aldo though. I'm I think he's going to probably scrape, like get a decision. He's just been screwed over so many times that you have to get a catch a break every once in a while. He's, he's due. I'm going to go though. I'm going to go yawn in a knockout though. Okay, dude, I could definitely see that happening. I could see third or fourth round knockout. Easy. Should we move on to uh are you ready to move on to um Next the coming event? Yeah. I think this is gonna be a fireworks though. Yeah, didn't they just fight recently? Yeah, they fought in December. And Volkanovsky, Max lost his strap. Volkanovsky won that one, correct? Yeah, he outpointed him with leg kicks. Yeah. But um, Holloway beat him in head strikes and body sh- body body shots so i just think if max starts checking some leg kicks then he could win and max max is the best like besides conor mcgregor and jose aldo max is probably the best 145er ever i'm always going to make the argument that conor mcgregor is the best 45er that's ever lived just because he's beat jose aldo and max holloway but max holloway beat jose aldo twice and lost to conor mcgregor when he was only like 20 years old or something like crazy like that so okay. I think that I think that Max is going to get his belt back. You think Max wins this one? Yeah, I think he gets his belt back. I think I think Volkanovski is able to beat him. Twice. He's going to retain the title. I think so. Yeah, I dude, it's it's completely, it's the, these are toss ups. Because I was looking at some numbers, and I discovered that when that um when somebody steals another fighter's title, so in this case, when yeah. Alexander yeah. Volkanovski stole Max Holloway's title. It's really hard for the guy who lost his belt to win the next fight against Isn't it like two and six or eight or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. And yeah. It's really rare that the person that lost their title gets it back or something. Yeah, it's hard to like get revenge. And I think Volkanovsky has like done nothing but improved since that fight. Oh, hundred percent. So, well, the I, thing is, what are you going to say? And so I think he wins like even more decidedly than last time. I mm. think this one actually has. Well, you're just up. following the headlines. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all Volkanovsky's been saying this whole. He's like, I just need to make it more decisive. I don't need. I don't want him to um, think in his head that he won. You know. I like, mean, that very well. That that very well may be that. <laughs> I I I like Alexander a lot in this. He's one. cool, huh? Yeah. He played rugby and he was like a tank. He was like 214 pounds or something. And he's cut down to 145. Wow. Yeah. He's, he's, he, dude, he's so good. He's so heavy handed. And he has like his legs are tree trunks. Oh, yeah. He's a stocky little sucker. But I just really like Max. Max is my boy. Um, but I just think that Max is going to get the belt back because he's going to adjust. And he's just going to kind of come after him. And I think he's just mad, mm-hmm. you know, Cause, but at the same time, I could see a motivated Alexander Volkanovsky just going after him. I don't see him finishing it though. If he, if Volkanovsky wins, he's not knocking out Max Holloway. No, I agree with that. Max yeah. Holloway does not get finished. Mm-hmm. 
because Max is a scrapper, dude. He went up to 155 and fought Dustin Poirier, and Dustin Poirier's a huge 155er. And they just you did you watch the? You should watch Hooker versus Poirier. It's okay. a crazy, it's a crazy fight. You'll you'll love it. It's action packed the whole way. But wait, Dustin, is, is Max Holloway Hooker? Huh? Is Max Holloway Hooker? No. That's Alexander. No, no, no. I'm saying so. Max Holloway fought Dustin Poirier later or uh, last year and did really well against him. I thought he kind of won. It was okay. for the interim lightweight title. But then Dan, uh, Dan Hooker is like a beast uh, uh, lightweight, and Poirier fought and beat him. And so that just made me think how good Max Holloway is to go like the full distance with Dustin Poirier, who's fought for oh, the title okay. earlier last that because like max holloway he's not a big one 150 155 or he came up for that one fight yeah i just think that max holloway's a gamer and he just i don't think a lot of people can beat him it will okay. at least finish him no yeah for sure so i just think that max is going to get his title back i don't he, he's too young he's only 28 years old i don't think the blessed express is done I think okay that, I think that yeah, this could be another exciting one, though. I think this could be a trilogy. Ooh, so you think they might go at it one more time after this? I think if Max beats him and it's they, not a decisive they've victory, to, they've got to do it one more time if Max wins. I think. Yeah, especially if it's not. But the only way that doesn't work is if Max starches him. But I don't see that happening. I don't see either of these guys getting finished. Yeah, for I sure. I think it's going to be a decision, but. I think it's going to be unanimously in Max's favor. We haven't agreed except for the Hivas fight. <laughs> I know. That's why it's going to be interesting. I think that just goes to show like how exciting and close these fights all kind They're of They're all toss-ups. They're yeah. all toss-ups. And if you're a betting man, there's not a lot of times that you're going to get Max Holloway as an underdog. So you I should- know. They're not priced as toss-ups at all. Like Volkanovski is the heavy favorite. So if if you think Holloway is going to win, like that's a very good price. The only way, like, there's so many, there's just so many factors that have played into this, you know, because Max has had to do training camp basically on Zoom. So oh, really? if you think of stuff like that, you never know. But I just think with the amount of experience Max has, he's just, yeah. he's just my favorite. Like, he's a beast. Okay. Gamer. I don't know. But the, the, the freaking main event is going to be cuckoo. I know. Should we Wait. move on to that one? I feel so bad for Gilbert, but yeah, that sucks to test it positive. Does for make COVID. it a little more exciting. It definitely brings a few more storylines into the mix, if nothing else. Yeah, I mean, I forget what we talked about last time, but if if Jorge wins, Connor's got such a good shot at fighting for his third belt. I just yeah. there's so much that could happen i I think hamaru though beats him yeah i think last time i may have hinted that i was sort of leaning um leaning towards orhe masvidal but i think i've got to go back on that after looking into it a little bit more and i think i'm gonna go with uzman again Mm -hmm. for this one i bet so basically if i'm the smart person in me like the true like fan tells me that Usman's gonna win, mm-hmm. but that little thing in me like think, it m- wants me to think that uh, Jorge could take the dub only early though. This if, does not go for long. Like it's either if Usman's it goes past three rounds, there's no way 
or he was going it. to hold him against the cage and beat the piss out of him for f- 10 more minutes if it goes past the third round. Absolutely, yeah. Because Kamaru, like, he's pretty much in about as good a shape as you can be for an MMA fighter. Have you like, seen if, him? He's a superhero. If anybody was just going to go like 25 minutes and still be like laughing and smiling at the end, it's going to be Kamaru, right? Like, dude, he, have, you've seen pictures of this guy. Yeah. This man's is huge. He's a monster. He is a monster. That's on, yeah. Masvidal um, is big too, but I think a huge thing that people aren't going to um, really talk about is the amount of weight that Masvidal had to cut in six mm-hmm. days he had to cut 20 pounds mm-hmm. yeah that takes i don't care how much a professional you are that's going to tax your body and like, combine that with jet lag because you flew across yeah. the world and have to fight in six days and not to mention waking up at like 3 a.m in the morning to get ready for a fight and um i don't think that's going to bother masvidal too much like he's he's a gamer a, he, yeah and he's been a pro for so long that like circumstances won't really bother him plus from a little research i did like he seems like he's a night guy like he was talking about how he goes to clubs till like three yeah. in the morning and then yeah. works out after like i don't really think late nights or early mornings are going to be too big of a thing for him but i still don't think that's going to be enough for him to even compete with kamara for sure the um Masvidal has brought really good wrestlers in and he's trained with Yoel Romero, who's a middleweight. He's good friends with him. And he's I'm like trained with Colby Covington before, who's an extremely good wrestler. And he yeah. brought Bo Nickel in, who was like Penn, a Penn State wrestler, who's like a beast. Um, but I just think that Kamara Usman's on a different level. And when you when you incorporate everything, I don't think it gets much better than Kamara Usman. Mm-hmm. in a mix you can wrestle as much as you want with someone but when you're only focused on wrestling it's probably a lot easier to do better against a guy but when you have to mix in punching and kicking and worrying about a takedown and him Kamaro setting it up i think that's a completely different story yeah so here's a question for you who do you think is who do you think would have been the tougher opponent for usman do you think masvidal would have been tougher than gilbert burns or do you think gilbert burns would have been a harder opponent like do you, like if both if, if gilbert and Uz, and um jorge had full training camps to get ready for usman because i think that jorge coming off the couch is a big advantage not actually at the same time jorge like we said last time jorge is not really coming off the couch he's been training for him for a while yeah i think the whole i think it's maybe a little bit of mental it's blown warfare. out of proportion i think he's been training for this yeah, absolutely. He's going to be ready. He's going to so be ready. Base, but yeah, I think that Gilbert Burns is the tougher fight. Yeah. For sure. But um, in terms of money and stuff, this is – I think that it brings – Jorge brings more of a spectacle to it. Mm-hmm. So that could bring more pressure to Usman, which could play a, a role. Yeah, because it's one of like the fan favorites, super exciting, like Jorge Masvidal just kind of brings some unpredictability to it, but then he's going up against like one of the best fighters one in the thing, world. So. Yeah. I was rewatching Jorge's fight against Nate Diaz. Didn't that dude hits so hard and his hands are so fast. Mm-hmm. The only thing that gives me a little bit of reassurance is that Kamaru's 
super durable and super tough. He has a chin of steel. Yeah. So I don't know if he gets cracked, how much it's going to affect him. And if he gets cracked, he's not scared to take um, Masvidal down. No, in fact, I think think that's going to be a big advantage for Usman on the ground. Oh, yeah. If if Masvidal hurts him on this feet, you better believe believe Usman's not going to stand with him for the remainder of that fight. Because it's not a matter of if Usman's going to take him down. It's a matter of when and when he wants to. Because there's nothing – maybe earlier in the fight, it's going to be hard. It's going to be easier for Masvidal to stuff a takedown or two. But if you just look at the physical strength, like if you just look at the two guys, it's completely different. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Masvidal came out like on fire and got some early momentum. But then after like a round or two, Usman's like Usman's conditioning and like just physical attributes, I feel like will wear out and he'll just take Masvidal to the ground and kind of just suck the life out of him for the last three and a half rounds and so I think it's going to be a decision but like also an easy decision for Usman to win this uh, one. It's going to be a unanimous decision in favor of Usman. Yeah. Like it's going to be it's going to be I don't even know if Jorge is going to win a round. He could win one. He could win round one. Mm-hmm. So we could it could be like a 50-46 or something. Some, it could be something like that. Like, Alright. Yeah. So we agree. We agree on we agree on Rebos and we agree on Usman, but the other three are going to be the ones to look out for, I think, because those three could really go either way. Yeah, and then everything on the undercard, no matter what the um, no matter what the odds say, it's a toss up. Anybody can beat anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah only time the odds really 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 matter is when you're talking championship fights and you know do you want to hear an interesting tidbit too i figured out today so according to um this one sports book um which was a pretty reliable sports book i want to say it was um like one of the major like uk ones but anyway they were saying 91 percent of the action was coming in on Jorge Masvidal. So, like, people are really liking to bet him. And so what that tells me is that Usman, even though he's, like, a minus 250 favorite, should really be a way bigger favorite than that. Because, like, the only reason that the line is as small as it is is that, like, 90% of people are still betting Masvidal anyway. So I really think – I really think that – Usman has some like terrific value in terms of like from a betting standpoint. Yeah. He, um, he also has a tremendous amount of value when it comes to like the UFC and bringing in revenue. Oh yeah. He is insane. He went from people that were borderline, um, like people that were on the fence that want, that were going to buy the pay-per-view, you know, and he, he put him over the. He put a lot of people over the top. Yeah, because a lot of people just want to tune in and see him. They don't really give a crap about anything else. Yeah, he's just a fan favorite. Like I think probably a lot of people who will just buy the pay per view just like for fun as like something to do. I think those are the people like the ninety one percent who are just probably throwing like twenty or fifty dollars down on Orhey Masvidal. But I think like the sharks, like the big money UFC betters, 
are just gonna like put a lot, a lot of money on Kamara Usman because I think the line for him is just so good this week. The only thing that scares me is Masvidal's confidence. Yeah, that dude's confidence is like unparalleled. Like no one, you can't compare it to anybody. He genuinely believes that he can kick Kamaru's ass, and Kamaru's pretty much the closest thing you can get to a real life super superhero. Yeah, what was he saying? Like Masvidal said, it's gonna be like a street fight or like a bar yeah. fight or whatever. Yeah. Masvidal said, "I just hope Kamaru sticks to the game plan and doesn't get falling in love with his hands." And before he knows it, he gets in a freaking bar scrap. And then it's the fifth round. And he realizes that, shit, I just lost four rounds on the feet when I could have took him down and destroyed mm-hmm. him. You know what I mean? Because that right. happens. That happens. Yeah. Guys he, can't play in, he can't play into Masvidal's hands. But I'm not really worried about that. Because, like, no. Kamaro's like the number one guy for a reason. And, like, he's got to know that he's – He's not going to be intimidated by some He's not guy scared. who got thrown in at the last second and is just running his mouth. I don't really think that'll affect Usman like whatsoever. It's so funny. Masvidal was saying that he wants to like if he sees Usman at all in the hallway, he's going to take him out and he's going to beat his <laughs> face in. And he said that on an interview. And then the same guy interviewed Usman and he was like talking to the interview. He's like, "Dude, do if he saw me, do you really think he could do what he says to me?" And <laughs> I was like, "I don't think so." Like. <laughs> <laughs> probably not no like you you're not just gonna shove that guy around he's a yeah. tank of a human being yeah he's a beast I, I i just don't know he um jorge is kind of right about him he has like the way he talks in his mannerisms and he has like he has a lot of different personalities and i just think it's him trying to figure out a niche for himself even though he claims that he wants to be real you know and genuine but mm-hmm you want to make as much money as you can and you're trying to market yourself, you know? And right. I just think he's having trouble finding somewhat of an alter ego in order to sell fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I think it's fine. It's fine. I, I just, I, I don't know how much I like Usman. I like him. He's cool and he's a nice guy, but he seems kind of fake at times, but Jorge, his confidence makes me a little angry sometimes because he, I think he's blown and, out of proportion to an extent right yeah but it's fine um do you have anything else you want to add on the uh topic of ufc 251 it's going to be a banger tomorrow i'm excited i'll let me just run down my card like one one last recap so i've got rebos andrade jan volkanovsky and uh uzman and I think the first and the last ones were the only ones we agreed on. So I think there are just going to be a whole lot of like really close, exciting fights tomorrow. To like I hope, I hope so. The it's weird. Sometimes a lot of times I want quick finishes in order to get to the main event, but this one, it's like, take your time. Let's, yeah. watch, let's enjoy this. Let's have, let's like enjoy this high level mixed martial art. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, let's enjoy this because like, there's so many title fights because before you know it, 25 minutes blows by, especially when it goes. Because like, you know how if your guy that you're cheering for is losing and you're like, oh, it's okay. We're in the first round. And then before you know it, it's the fourth. And you're like, fuck, he still doesn't want a round. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah it's yeah. going to be super exciting. I'm pumped. But yeah, another thing. 
I'm actually I became a good boy and I wrote things down. Wait, I wrote you wrote things down like look at this full full pages of notes. Oh, of stuff we can talk about. Uh, this was just my notes for when we decide to jump into that ranking of sports. Oh, bro! So did you do the whole f- like all of them? Yep, I ranked Ooh, them all in five different categories and gave them a score out of a hundred. Dude, you're an overachiever. I just did my top ten. Well, then I summarized them. I have like a, I have four lists. So I ranked my top five easiest, top five hardest, and then I listed the top three sports that the original list overrated and the top three sports that the original list underrated. So we can get into that. Okay. First, I want to talk about that. That'll be our ending thing. But I okay. wanted to bring up three things for you. Okay. Okay. What do you think about Stanford dropping? Um, I think it was twelve of their programs Just due for to coronavirus this. because they. Have- oh yeah! Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, and the entire Ivy League shut down their sports for the fall too. You love it? Yeah. Why? Because of the coronavirus. No, I mean like they the Stanford cut. 12. Oh, just got rid of them. They cut twelve programs. Oh, oh, they I didn't. Wrestling. They cut twelve. I'm like, that's so sad. Yes, yeah, that does suck. I didn't. Had, I'm didn't pretty sure they had this. they had close to the record of most varsity sports. That's crazy. No, mm-hmm. I didn't even hear about this. But yeah, that does suck, especially for like the kids who were like already a part of the program to mm-hmm. just like, like, I mean, they probably weren't scholarship sports. So I guess it doesn't really hurt them in that effect, but like, it's still sad. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's super sad. And apparently my, I was talking to my dad and rowing there is pretty prestigious. And some of the things that they had to cut were pretty cool. Yeah. Cause I know Stanford was always like atop the list and like the most NCAA titles, just cause they were never good at like any of the main sports, but they just, kind of dominated all of like the smaller things like your swimming or water polo or whatever. So that's super sad that they had to scale back. Was it just a financial thing? I'm assuming so. Yeah. It has to be it's hard to imagine Stanford. Like Cause, not. Cause when, money, well, know? cause this is actually going to tie into it. Cause the PAC 12 canceling the conference games. Oh, for football. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Like the non-conference games. Yeah. Yeah. And the big 10 too, right? Yeah. They packed up copy the big 10, but yeah. I just want to t- note off some of the games that really upset me. So obviously we got the Oregon Ohio state game. Yeah. That got, was the one. Yeah. yeah. And that, that, that had massive implications. I know. As far as the college football playoff and then SC Bama. That's sick. You never know how that goes. Keaton mm-hmm. Slovis is kind of a baller. USC, you never know. They're always talented. You know what I mean? They're all they're always talented. <laughs> we'll say that. We'll say that. They're always talented. They don't know how to put it together all the time. But they compete. But then like got Stanford Notre Dame. Yeah. SC Notre Dame. Right. Those are cool. And then right. um probably the biggest matchup of the year, Oklahoma State versus Oregon State. That's canceled. <laughs> The rematch. <laughs> the rematch. Chuba Hubbard gets to unleash his anger. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't get to anymore. Um, then Michigan-Washington, I don't even know that was a thing. That would have been pretty sick. That would have been cool. And then uh, last one, Colorado versus Texas A&M. 
it's always nice for the Pac-12 to have an opportunity to uh, solidify their dominance over the SEC. SEC. <laughs> I know. Yeah, especially when it's Colorado. <laughs> yeah, we're really putting our best foot forward there. But no, that it's, it's gonna. So it's just gonna be a nine-game regular season for them now, huh? Yeah, it's, that's gonna be interesting to see. Like, I'm gonna go on the record saying. I don't even think there will be a college football season, at least in the Pac-12. Like, the SEC, like, they're all nuts down there. So, like, for all I know, they're going to just say F and play all 12 or 13 games. Yeah, but I don't think there's, there's going to be a football season for the Pac-12 this year. Yeah, especially since, like, the UC system, aren't they all their online cl- – they're going to – their whole fall is going to be online. Yeah, correct. And don't you and have I just, to technically be in school in order to do sports? And I just registered for my classes yesterday, and they're all online as well. I mean, I guess if anybody listening to this doesn't know, I go to the University of Oregon, which is obviously a Pac-12 school. And, like, right now, it's not, like, class, campus is, like, technically still open for the fall but I would say a good 90 or 95% of the teachers have just moved their classes online anyway. So like all four classes that I'll be taking are online. And I think that's probably true for, I would have to imagine pretty much every Pac-12 school, right? Like, is that how OSU is going to do it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure all mine are going to be online. Yeah. It's pretty crappy. Online chemistry labs. Yeah. No kidding. And I'm trying to like, decide if it's still worth it to move down to Eugene in the fall or if I'm just going to stay home for a few more months. So I think it's probably, I mean, I don't see, why would you move there if you're not going to be going to school? You know? Yeah, good, right, yeah. I mean, there are other advantages to not living with your parents. but I, I understand. <laughs> I understand that. But are there... Are there like two thousand dollars worth of advantages? You know, I those are the decisions that Wait, the well, nobody really wants to hear about. You have to. My life. You have to remain being a responsible adult, though, Jonah. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, you're talking to you're a kid who got three point eight GPA at his first year of college. So you got a what? Three point eight GPA. No, yeah. no big deal. Yeah, that's awesome. It's it, it was okay. There are a few classes I could have done better, but this 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 is kind of probably not the most interesting podcast content. No, yeah, it's fine. It's awesome, but yeah, as far as like the Pac-12, who even knows if they're gonna have a season? SEC will probably play a round robin tournament. They're yeah, the that. winner of that is gonna win the national championship anyway. So yeah. <laughs> Might, might as well cut the crap, you know? Just, yeah, just cut out. It's just the power two. It's like, yeah. no, not even that. It's just like Clemson and the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they should just do like the power two conference. But just like, or add Clemson to the freaking SEC. And then Ohio State and Oklahoma can, Ohio State can be in the ACC and Oklahoma can be in the SEC. And that's how we'll balance it out. Yes. Be beautiful. Yeah, and even yeah, there's there's actually some pretty good college football teams on the rise, like Texas, and then and Oklahoma. I don't even Oklahoma should be pretty good. They're like isn't is Spencer Rattler or whatever or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rattler, he's he's pretty good. I was watching like some YouTube videos on him. He seems like he's pretty legit. 
It's going to be a different thing, though. They're not going to have a transfer QB anymore. (laughs) But, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. College sports are pretty much screwed. But I think I got an alert that said that they're not going to push back the um, 2021 uh, college or March Madness. Okay. But who even knows? I mean, everything's so touch and go these days. Yeah, I know. You can't even. Yeah, that what what you say now about something that's like nine months from now is like basically irrelevant. I feel like. Exactly. And so we'll see how it goes, but I am really interested for our final segment to hear. Were there two other things you wanted to ask me about? Oh, I mean, the first one went so well, we might as well. Oh, wait, wait. So I I asked you about, about the Stanford Stanford. And then, and then I, we I, I, I told you about the pact. I was, I was going to ask you about the pact of canceling, but it kind of like segued in nicely. Yeah. We kind of looped into that. Yeah. And then, um, and then I kind of just wanted to talk about a little bit of college football, but it, it's kind of tough to talk about because I yeah, was going to ask tough. you a question about the college football, but I don't even remember what it was going to be, but it, it's fine. That's pretty much, that's pretty much everything. There's not a ton going on in football. No. Yeah. And what is going on is still like kind of in doubt. So it's, tough to like make absolute statements yeah like the nfl cut they're gonna have two preseason games two's gonna become one one's gonna become zero two Um, is plenty even for a regular year i feel like yeah and i've i honestly have been talking to like people like because i i really wish that maybe this uh upcoming mlb season if they even have one like yeah. or or at least a successful one. I really am interested to see how a shorter season, like sixty games, turns out. Yeah, because I think that if you want baseball to be exciting again, I think a big part of it would be making it so a lot of like the games matter. Yeah, because you can't go on a skid like nowadays. You can go on a skid in June and still be fine for October or when the playoffs come around. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? If you yeah. if you go on like a ten game slide during a sixty game season, it could potentially destroy your chances of making the playoffs. Yeah. So, I think that cutting some seasons down could actually be beneficial for sports, especially baseball. You know how like they're kind of, it, it's low key dying. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i Even think- i i still this is this is something we should probably talk about another time mm-hmm. but i still really want portland to pull in that mld team yeah i know i think that would be super exciting it would be so sick and it would be- kind of died down lately i feel like though which is Portland sad. diamond project yeah i know I, it's making me mad it, it was so, it was such a hot topic. They had a place ch- like uh, they had a place picked out, a location yeah. picked out, like terminals. It was mm-hmm. some sort of terminal, and then they even had the pictures of the stadium, and it looked so cool. Dude, it had a freaking uh, what's that thing called? Tram. Yeah, or what, what's like, that? Yeah. The yeah, skybox. This this little uh, yeah, the thing that goes up to like. OHSU and stuff, you know? Yeah, the tram. Yeah, yeah the tram. Yeah. They yeah, that. you could you could sit in and watch the game, yeah. Yeah, that's it's so gonna cool. be so cool. Yeah. Could you imagine the line for that thing? Or do oh, you think it's crazy. <laughs> insane. Could you, you imagine seven how... innings. Yeah. <laughs> Just for like a half inning. 
yeah but yeah the the plans for that's cool i always like going through and looking at new teams potential plans for new stadiums right yeah the baseball stadiums are always so exciting compared Mm -hmm. to like other sports stadiums i feel like yeah football stadiums are pretty generic i feel like same with nba stadiums nba arenas are probably the most boring yeah out of i mean chase center looks pretty sick yeah yeah the chase center was like fancy and then i love the moda center too but Mm -hmm. they're all just kind of buildings bianca you know it's actually scary bianca told me that Someone was going to go to Las Vegas, but then it got some, like they're going to start shutting Las Vegas down again. And I was like, oh crap, that's where the UFC, like Apex, is located. So what if that affects there? Apparently, there's like a 100% breakout there. I'm sure the UFC could find another place to do fights, though, right? Yeah, but that's what they've been doing there. US fights is in Las Vegas U- Apex. But I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure they could find another area for sure. Yeah. But yeah. So scary times. And everything's getting worse, bro. Yeah, everything's way getting worse. Better. Yeah, it's insane. It's yeah, it kind is. of it is scary. Mm-hmm. So basically, for this, I'm gonna you want know, to break down. I'll I'll tell you my top ten, and you can break it down, and then you'll tell me yours, and I'll just react to it. I guess. All right, awesome. Because you put in way more effort. The three point eight baller. Okay, so number one. Number one hardest. Yeah, these are our hardest. My, these are my top 10 hardest sports. Okay. Number one, mixed martial arts. Okay. Yeah. You think that's fair? Yeah. Okay. That, that, that's going to be on my list. Number two, could be a shocker. I was surprised it's farther and back in the list. I did rodeo bull riding. Ooh. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure I had that. I one think pound for pound, that's probably one of the toughest things you could do. It's tough. Yeah. And I also kind of valued like sports that were sort of risky too. And like, yeah, well, riding is one of those sports where you're laying it out on the line every time, you know? Yes. And then, so and three, this could be controversial for you, but I just wanted to put it in there. Given the fact that it's a very popular sport internationally, so many people want to do it. So many people try to get a gold medal in this. So many fail. I put wrestling. I like it. Yeah. Wrestling's tough and it's such an international sport. So many guys. And the only way to really get recognition is to be in the Olympics or win a national championship or something like that. You know what I mean? Hard to make a living off of that. Um, And for some of the, for so much work that is put in, in time and energy and to not get as much recognition, I feel like that's one of the hardest sports. Number four, I put gymnastics. Okay. Okay, hear me out. It's just, there's a certain, like, so many people want to do it. It's so hard to succeed because you, just like sprinting and running, you have to have a specific body type in order to excel at a high level. Right. Because you see Simone Biles and Gabby Douglas, they're small. All all small, yeah. Okay, and then you're going to hate this, dude. You're going to hate this, but for me, pound for pound, if you take any of these athletes – and put them in a batter's box, I guarantee you they're not going to be able to hit a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. So I'm putting baseball at the fifth spot, number five, hardest sport. Okay, okay. hear me out. Hear me out, dude. When you were playing at baseball, like I only played in high school, and I played against guys that were good enough to play in the college level. That's not saying much at all. But mm-hmm. how f- hot the ball comes off the bat, there mm-hmm. is a certain amount of like 
you have to be so unbelievably coordinated to put a piece of leather on a ball moving a hundred plus miles an hour at you on a on a baseball diamond where the grass is cut very fine and dirt can be very hard and it can bounce anyway and then put that on and then if you make an error it's basically an individual sport so if you make an error people just look at you like it's a team sport as much as people want to say it's a team sport it's a hundred percent individual every position is different you can't hide a bad player on a baseball field because the ball will find you okay Mm -hmm. so i put baseball number five six we both know how hard this is and to do it at a high level mm-hmm. is I know exactly where this distance is running. Yeah. Cross country. Like it's, sim- it's a simple sport, simple thing. Run from point A to point B. Probably the hardest one, probably like the most difficult thing a person can do. What, what Kipchoge did is remarkable. Mm-hmm. Breaking a two minute marathon or two, not a two, yeah. a two hour marathon. Two, two hour. Insane. That's I don't care if the shoes helped him, whatever. No one else can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Number seven, I think that the combination of physicality and coordination makes ice hockey pound for pound yeah. probably one of the toughest things I like someone it. could do. Yeah. Between focusing on skating, freaking trying to get a puck into a small little net with a human that's looking like a Michelin man blocking the right. blocking yeah. the goal. And then yeah. you have to worry about someone body checking you and you got to throw the gloves and prove you're a man. I like, like that. That's Nick. tough. And then eight, I think that this could be definitely debated. Dude, that's a huge ass fly. Oh my God. Um, figure skating. Mm-hmm. I like that one too. Figure skating at number eight. Yeah. Okay. I like it a lot. All right. This is where dinner started dinner was ready so i kind of rushed to put a few down i put boxing yep at nine a lot of agreement here i think boxing although it may not be i don't know i just think that boxing there's just so much going on and you have to in order to excel at a really high level you have to not only be an athlete and throw punches but you have to know how to like dodge i don't know like it's like it's like mma just like without a few levels you know like without kicking and stuff right yeah obviously and then for number 11 or that then number 10 (laughs) i put golf golf is hard i put golf and especially if you put in the context of the pga tour like we talked about this last time in order to focus for four days with 18 18 holes of golf a day yeah. Like it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Mentally exhausting. And the PGA tour is like the best of the best. Too. Oh, and also the amount of really good golfers there are that try. And then if you look at the amount of golfers there are compared to the guys that are really successful, mm-hmm. it's like the ratio is vastly different. And we don't the need to, at the top. What? Yeah. Like you were saying, like, yeah, just there are so many good golfers and obviously like only 150 tour spots that, like it's tough mm-hmm. even like with high school to college golf like there are so many good golfers like that i played against like last year and obviously the years before that and only one kid on osu is from the state of oregon and yeah. that kid never even plays so yeah it's crazy. 
<laughs> um, so, and then in number 11, this was the last one. I think that you can make an argument that American football is tough as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, that one was not on my list, but yeah, I just think that like, I don't know. I think that the people like, there's just so many really good athletes. So many people say I played high school football, blah, blah, blah. But if you look at Patrick Mahomes and, um, Lamar Jackson, there's only so many guys that actually can excel at a super high level. Yeah. The thing I thought about football, and this is kind of like maybe a bad argument to make about it, but like you only have to master like 10% of it. Cause like, if you're going to be play a bath, be a basketball player, like even if you're going to play center, you still need to have a baseline ability of like being able to shoot. You I need to be able to. Oh, dribble. I see what you mean. And if, like, who's the best football player of all time? Like, just name a person, like Tom Brady, like, just for example. Arguably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like, he's only good at quarterback. Yeah, you're right. He, like, yeah, he's it's, it's completely probably, subjective. Yeah, and he's only good at, like, 15% of football, you know? No, you're completely right. I didn't even think about it like that. That's a really good way of thinking about it. Yeah, that's just kind of what... Yeah, football is such a gen. You don't have to master all of it. No. Like, a yeah. DB is completely different from an offensive tackle. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's – but I, you can make an argument that that's what makes it hard too. Yeah, exactly. That you have yeah. to have all these moving parts in a moving in a cohesive manner. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I like that argument for sure. Do you want me to get into my hardest? So, over, overall, what do you think of 1 through 10? I actually liked your list a lot. I think football – is tough but you had it number 10 so i mean no i had it 11 i wasn't even in my top you had it 11 so it was baseball was the only one where i really sort of disagreed with it but i mean i understand i know i'm a little biased i'm just a little biased so should i get into mine i didn't do as much as you i only did my top five hardest but um okay i'm excited first wait these are hardest yeah, these are going to be the hardest. First, let me give you my criteria. Okay, like, yeah, I forgot to say that. I think that my criteria was definitely um, uh, excelling at a high level. Right, yeah. Okay, that's so, that's not very specific, but I mean like... I gave six categories and I graded each of them <laughs> from one to ten in each of the six categories. So okay. the first category is genetics, and that's basically yeah. self-explanatory. Like... If you, your parents were like 5'5 five, five and 5'4, five, you're probably not going to be like the next um, Michael Jordan. Or so <laughs> sorry, but that's just Jeremy the way it goes. Um, the next one was skill. So, like, how hard like is it to like perfect the game? Like, mm-hmm. how many hours of practice do you need to put in? Yeah. Um, next is. Next is. Um, so next, my next one was, uh, how hard is it to like begin in the sport? Like if I picked up a golf club for the first time, like it's going to be pretty tricky, but I mean like anybody can just like start to run or whatever, Mm -hmm. or anybody, like some people bike to work. So that's a pretty easy sport to pick up, but nobody's going to like, you were saying hop on like the back of a bull and start riding successfully <laughs> no yeah i mean i guess you could but um and so then um the next one was conditioning which is basically like how good 
shaped you have to be to play the sport because obviously like staying in peak physical condition like 24 7 is hard and I so, feel so dumb like you made such good criteria and I just kind of like winged it okay but I have two more so <laughs> my uh, next one is mental like obviously like sprinting I guess you could say it's mental because I mean you, you have, to, have be to have like mental a, checks like am yeah. I going like but it's not like you're it's not like you're concentrating like in baseball like you were saying you have to kind of be on edge and kind of be aware of what's happening and that sort of thing like when you're sprinting it's more just like physical than anything when you're actually like competing and then my final one is just how competitive it is like obviously like my experience of sports ended in high school so um So, like, um, football, everybody makes the team. Cross country and wrestling, they beg you to, like, try out and join the team. So, those sports aren't very competitive to make it in at all. But, like, basketball, like, everybody wants to play basketball. And there are obviously only, like, 12 or 13 varsity spots. So, that makes it, like, harder to make it in that sport. Or, like, golf. Like, I mean, not a ton of people want to play golf, but there are only five spots. So, that's pretty, like competitive as well and then like obviously you can apply like how competitive it is to make it to college how competitive is it to make it as a professional Mm -hmm. and so that was kind of my criteria and so without further ado should i launch into my top five hardest yes dude this is insane like you went all sports science on us i know i kind of had i had fun with it i kind of nerded out on the list a little bit i love it that's awesome so my hardest sport was basketball yeah and Mm -hmm. if you think about it so many people want it and so so many many people want it you have to compete on the highest level like let's call a spade a spade like you pretty much have to be above six feet tall to play basketball at a high level 100 percent. like how many players in the nba are below six feet i think and if they do, if they are below six feet, they have some abnormal attribute that makes yeah. them better. I, exactly. I think Tyler Ulis and Isaiah Thomas are the only ones actually measured under six feet. I mean, if I had to guess, I would say like Kemba Walker and maybe like Kemba's, Kemba's six. Yeah, I'm that's sure. his measured height, but he like looks smaller. I don't know. Like only two are measured. So you have to have like, you have to be at least like above average tall which is not obviously a hard thing to do because like you're just it's all genetic yeah but it's like it kind of weeds out like 60 percent of the population and then yeah um there's like how am i gonna say this like there are just like so many different like such a variety of skills you need to learn to compete like you need to even if you're gonna like, he's a very one-dimensional player in the NBA. Like, Dwight Powell. Joakim Noah. Joakim Noah. All he does is... Well, Joakim Noah's barely in the league, so let's yeah, use no. that. Um, let's see. Let's um, just, like, any, almost any center that's not, like, Joel uh, Embiid. Or You're something. Right, yeah. Just so any like, non-dynamic center. Let's do Hassan Whiteside. So, yeah, Hassan. Uh, he's a rim runner. He plays above the rim. He's tall. He's athletic. But... He wouldn't be in the NBA if he didn't have like a baseline level competency of like dribbling, shooting, passing. Like you need to be skilled. And if you're not a seven foot, insanely athletic guy like Hassan is, obviously you need to have even more of those skills. So like that's definitely something that matters. 
And then mental, obviously, like, I mean, in, especially in the NBA, like you're running plays every time you need to learn, like, what, what defense is your opponent running? Like there are all sorts of little, and, like micro things to pay. And to also do. like, you have to have the mentality, like, I got to keep shooting, even though I'm shooting 20% from the arc this game. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if you're like one of those gunner types, you need to kind of have that mentality, that confidence, which is hard. Mm-hmm. And so I guess, yeah. So whatever basketball was my first one. Number two, I agreed with you. I went wrestling number two, for all the reasons you mentioned, mm-hmm. just like you have to be in shape. You have to like cut weight or gain weight, which is tricky. Like it's obviously like a physically training sport. And so, yeah, you have a, you have a, like a freaking time limit. You can't do that shit your whole life. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. So that one's pretty self-explanatory. Like it's just hard. Like, and it seems like it would hurt. Like I've never wrestled before, but I don't think I would like it. No. Num- number three is ice hockey. Just like mm-hmm. you were saying, like, I think the coordination ice hockey players have is insane. Cause like handling a puck, I feel like I've n- never tried it. I've never played ice hockey. While but, skating? Yeah, while, while skating. While worrying about someone checking you into an exactly. glass it, wall? It's so physical. And yeah. so I think that I think ice hockey seems really hard. Yeah. And then number four, martial arts. Like you were saying, you have to be in crazy shape. You're getting the your shit out you. even when you win. And so that's just... Yeah, even when you win, you are, like, getting destroyed. Yeah. And then number five, for the same reasons as martial arts, I put boxing, which Mm -hmm. is basically the same, but just kind of boxing is, like, just boxing, and martial arts is, like, boxing, along with, like, obviously a variety of other categories. And so that's kind of what what bumped it one spot ahead. But I'm excited to hear your least easy. You mean the easiest? Or, yeah, like the easiest, yeah. Do you want to go first again, or should I just jump straight into mine? Well, I only made the top ten, hard, like, hardest. I didn't okay, go. So you, can, you can, like, comment on my I'll, I'll, Yeah, I'll, I'll either agree or refute. I'm going to start from the bottom and work my way up to the top, if that's okay. okay. So, number five, I picked roller skating. I didn't even know that was a professional sport that existed. <laughs> but... I can't imagine it's too competitive or that they're getting paid too much. So mm-hmm. like obvious, obviously like not getting paid leads to not competitive because if you're not making money, nobody's going to want to do it, which kind of opens 100%. it up for the people who just are passionate about it for some reason. And then, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like for me, roller skating just seemed like something that, seven-year-old kid would do after they got skates for christmas or something it didn't really seem like a high level competition (laughs) yeah (laughs) number four i put fishing because it just didn't really it just didn't really like hit in any of the categories for me resonate (laughs) resonate with me whatsoever like i think you probably need to have like an iq like obviously some people catch more fish for a reason. Like there's obviously a reason why some people are good at it. And I think that's probably just a lot of like know-how. And I don't really think there's a, well, I mean, maybe, maybe some people can like throw their rods better than others, but I don't think that makes too big. Of a yeah. Difference. Like you I obviously like, don't. Yeah. What? You don't need to be in shape for it. You yeah. just did in a boat. Like it's pretty easy. Anytime, anytime, like, 
a sport is something that um, you just like can go sit in a boat all day. I mean, it's not really hard, crazy hard. Yeah. Number number three is billiards. I put billiards, and looking back at it, I don't know why I put it there because I've played pool and I'm really bad at it. Yeah, but, me too. Um, yeah, I don't know why I put it there. I guess you don't have to be in shape, but I mean, pool is pretty hard. Like, yeah, fishing and roller skating, I would both say. Are but easier you're right in the sense that you can be anybody and do it. You don't have to. Besides practicing it, you don't have to be a physical specimen. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. Number two, I put water skiing just because water skiing is so fun. Like, I yeah. I never really thought of it as a sport. I mean, I just thought of it as, like, something you go on, like, do just for fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, But when you bring in the aspect of, like, doing tricks and stuff. Yeah, I guess that's I feel like hard. that can get pretty physical. Yeah, I should. I, some of these sports, I've never really watched them. So I didn't really know what water skiing mm-hmm. would be like in a competitive format. But yeah. I assume then, it's like X Games. Yeah, probably. Yeah, style. right. That's got to be. Number one, my easiest sport won by a landslide. It wasn't even close. Okay. Are you ready to hear what it is? Do you have any guesses before I say it? I, I do. I feel like you're going to say baseball or something. No, it wasn't. Baseball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> baseball was like middle of the road. It wasn't. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, number one easiest by a long shot is cheer. Yeah. Cause I don't know when I think of cheer, I think like the, like, does it really get better than high school cheer? Like are the college cheerleaders that much better? I mean, maybe they are, but in that case, like college cheers, like the pinnacle of the sport. Cause I know a girl, like, I mean, shout out Lauren, um, blaze blazer dancer goes and works her shift at Hooters immediately after the games. Like that doesn't really scream. Like <laughs> that doesn't really scream like pinnacle of hard athletic sports. I don't know. I just, I just feel like, and they don't get paid at all, which sucks. I mean, I'm sorry, but, um, Nobody really wants to be a professional cheerleader. Like it's something you kind of do for fun while you're in college. And then. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then it just tails off. I think that there's definitely things that make it difficult. I mean, yeah, I I can't do a backflip. So, I mean, it's obviously stuff like that, like the gymnastics, that kind of stuff. And then, um, not just gymnastics, but the pressure to look a certain way. I feel like that yeah. can be mentally taxing on a person. <laughs> yeah. um, stuff like that. I feel like I would maybe probably put billiards and fishing closest to the top. Really, I feel I feel like water. I feel like you have the good a good thing going, but I feel like you should mix up that. You do you honestly think that fishing is hard, like h- harder than cheerleading? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I stand by cheer at number one easiest. Not even. What about water skiing? Like yeah, dude, water skiing, legitimate yeah, water skiing is harder. Yeah, I think than... water skiing is probably harder than I'm giving it credit for. I think I. I don't like the way I made this list. As I look back at it, I think cheer is obviously number one. 
I think I should have made fishing number two. I think fishing's the second easiest sport. You're a hater, dude. A hater for what? Cheer. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Somebody had to be the easiest sport. Like there, somebody had to come in last on this list. Yeah, that's but, hilarious. Um, can I give you some like honorable mentions of like other sports I thought were pretty easy? Of course. So like, oh, uh, that that kind of reminds me. So, um, if you. So you're gonna be watch, you're gonna watch tomorrow, right? Yeah. Okay. So if we do a show after, I think that we should like um, pick performers and like give our like performer of the night or something like that, okay. like honorable mentions and stuff like that. Yeah, that sounds fun. You want to do it tomorrow night? After the fight, do you want to? Yeah. What I mean, what time? Yeah, for sure. What time do they usually get over? Probably around ten, right? Ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude, yeah. If you want to do like a post thing, we can definitely do that. That'd be fun. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Cool. So, I mean, just a few more sports that I didn't think were that hard were um, equestrian. <laughs> Anytime when that animal is doing all the work for you, I don't really think <laughs> So, does, does horse racing fall on the same level as equestrian? Because uh, horse racing and equestrian, I think. No, I actually had horse racing really. High. I actually had horse yeah. racing way higher. So equestrian, that's more uh, hurdles trotting yeah, it's like around. A, it's like an obstacle course for <laughs> horses. Okay. I didn't really didn't really seem too hard to me. And then, um, <laughs> besides oh, well, having to ride a massive animal and taming <laughs> it, I guess. But yeah, and then yeah. um, bowling, I had pretty far down as well. Yeah. I mean, I, there's a lot of people I know can't do anything else, but they can roll three hundos. Yeah, yeah, easily. And then um, one that I really felt bad because I actually have tried this sport before, and I really, really liked it, and it's super fun. But I had curling kind of low on my I've never, list. I've never done it. I've never understood how it worked. Oh, we need you, you need to try it sometime. It's super. How, how do you, cool. Wait, where do you even do it? How do you do it? They um, I mean, you've seen curling, obviously, right? Yeah, they just like smooth the way and they try to land it. Yeah, it's like shuffleboard on ice, I guess is the simple way. But they've got a place up in uh, Beaverton where you can go play. And it's super, super fun. Really? Okay, I kind of want to try it. We should try it. It's sick, yeah. That's dope. So I got got super into it in uh, 2018 during the uh, Winter Olympics. I feel like I remember you talking about that. Yeah, I was like watching curling all day, every day during class and all that stuff. And then um, it was kind of funny because my um, uncle knew the guy who like owned the curling spot up in Oh, no way. Yeah, and so we were able to go up there quite a few times and play. And it's so much fun. That's awesome. I remember... Go ahead. Sorry. No, it hasn't. What I was going to say has nothing to do with what you're going to say. I feel like if I had started curling earlier, like when I was little and practiced a lot, I feel like I could have gotten good at it. I feel like that sport would have been in my wheelhouse, you know? Mm -hmm. Would you be the pusher or like the little scrubber or do they rotate around? No. uh, I would have wanted to probably be the pusher, but I could have gone. What are the position names? Like what even is, do they have specific? Uh, yeah, that pushing the rock is called hurling, and then there's hurling and sweeping. Oh. And in, in Wait, some did... formats, like there's mixed doubles. Oh, okay. And in like the mixed doubles, then they actually do take turns, and one of them hurls and one of them sweeps, and then it rotates. That's but it, yeah, it's a cool sport. So, how many sweepers? 
It de- it depends. Usually there are four though. Four sweepers. Yeah, and then That's sometimes cool. there are two, and sometimes there are one. There isn't are like different of, variations of it. Yeah, isn't it kind of mind-boggling that what they do works? Like they make a imaginary lane and then they can like land. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that's For kind sure. of mind-boggling to me. I mean, what happens is it doesn't really like change the course of the rock. It just kind of when you sweep the ice, the friction causes the ice to melt, and when the ice melts, the uh, the rock rolls faster. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I have no idea how that works at all. And so, like, if you're the hurler. Like, let's say I'm the hurler, and I throw the rock, and I didn't quite put as much on it as I wanted to, which is good. Like, you're always supposed to, like, throw it softer than you think you should, because you can always sweep and make the rock go faster, but you can't, like, do anything to make the rock slow down. So you always throw it slower than you think you should. And then, like, the hurler just kind of yells out directions. Like, he yells out, like, sweep, sweep, or whatever. (laughs) That's sick. Yeah, it's so much fun. That's hilarious. I love that. I would definitely try that. So is it timed? What do you mean? Like, like how does the match even work? So like there's a target at the end, like you've, you've kind of played shuffleboard before, right? So it's basically just like that, that you're trying to land the rock in like a certain area to get more points. And then you're trying to like bump your opponent's rocks out. And so there's a ton of strategy too, because you, like have to like position your rocks like if you get a rock in the middle and your opponent like for some reason misses the rock and and you have the rock in the middle you like try to guard it and certain yeah 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 and so it's just so cool it's like chess and shuffleboard but it's sick i wish there was one in like Corvallis or albany because i would play all the time yeah that would be pretty sick I would I would do it with you. It sounds kind of fun, but it seems like it would get exhausting after a while. Just like mentally. I don't know. Like I feel like I don't know. Like if you maybe didn't find it like is ex- like very exhilarating, I feel like it would get boring quickly. <laughs> yeah. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah. Um so was that pretty much both your lists? Or cuz yeah. I feel like you wrote a bunch of stuff down. And then I well, the, what I was showing you earlier, that was just where I had been scoring them. Oh. But I also made the list of the top three sports that were, like, overrated and underrated by yes. the actual list. Okay. Hear those. I mean, we don't have the actual list with us right now, so that might kind of be no point to it. But Wait, you want me to pull it up? Sure, we could pull it up. Okay. Yeah. I wish – dude, I, I don't know how to work Zoom very much. I wish there was a way to – Wait, yeah, do you have it? Actual list? Yeah. yeah. No, I'll um, pull it up right now, actually. I saved it to my photos. Sick. Okay, high key, though, like, it, oh. Is that, that's not focused at all. Oh, now. No, that's, that's beautiful. Can you see it at all? Um, I can kind of. Barely? Okay. I'll, I'll just pull it up. Okay, yeah, that's probably a better idea. <laughs> Okay. All right. Dope. I got it. So you're, what's your three overrated? So I thought you're not going to agree with this because two of these were on your hardest list. But I thought gymnastics was slightly overrated, which, I mean, gymnastics is very hard. And I'm not really obviously trying to take anything away from it. But I thought 
number eight was a little bit high. Like, I made it number four. You made it, yeah. So I mean, that is I, that could be high, but I just think that it's such a specific thing. In order yeah. to be so good at it, you have to look a certain way, and the way that these, like the, the, the just the things that they do, mesmerize me. Mm-hmm. And I, did have you watched the the Larry Nasser documentary, The Athlete A? No. Okay, I don't know if you would like watch it by yourself, but like I watched it with Bianca, and it was about you know Larry Nasser and that whole deal. No, you don't. You know how like he was molesting the gymnast. Oh, oh yeah, he was the yeah, doctor. They, Chicken yeah, State, they made a documentary on that, and I don't really want to talk about him because he's a terrible person, obviously. But yeah. they were showing uh, like footage of the girls like running and doing their flips and like mm-hmm. twirling from bar to bar. I'm like, yeah, they're you know, so athletic. Yeah, yeah, the athleticism it takes to excel at a high level is pretty ridiculous yeah let me see what categories i scored it low in okay because yeah i don't really know yeah i agree with you i think it's hard yeah but maybe not number four maybe not number four i but i feel like if i put wrestling at three i feel like i don't know yeah i i had wrestling at two though so we both agreed that that Mm. was but then baseball at five is definitely like a lock A lot. Yeah. It I, froze you. That literally froze you. You're well, like, I was ah. about to say baseball was number two on my overrated. Overrated, list. Jonah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Jonah, overrated. Okay. Okay. I know that what I say doesn't really affect other people's opinions, or like if you have already a preconceived notion in your head, what I'm going to well, say no, is definitely going to change your mind. But I mean, like, if you think about it, it's a frightening sport when you're playing it at a high level. Like, have you ever watched the freaking GoPros on an umpire's face mask when a guy's throwing? Yeah, but even even worst case scenario, you do get hit by the ball, right? Like, that's still a good thing for you. Like, Yeah, but worst case scenario, you have a bruise that looks like a black mark on your body and you have a potential broken rib. Yeah, but you're on first base, so you're laughing. But Yeah, oh, Jonah. <laughs> and then, Jonah, um, it's so scary, dude. Yeah, standing in and actually hitting a ball, like being competitive in the box against a really good pitcher, is so hard. It takes so much practice, and that's yeah, why but, there's not a lot of people that can do it. That's why but, I couldn't do it. Yeah, it's crazy. Baseball, like when you're batting, like that's one thing, and that's like two percent of the time you spend playing the game. But then if you're a, like a left fielder or a center fielder, you're just standing out there for like hours at a time and maybe the ball gets hit to you like three times in a game. And yeah, you're just kind of standing out there and do nothing. And I understand those are probably like the three easiest positions to play, right? Well, you can make the argument that catching fly balls is not the easiest thing. Like, okay, it's just all... It's when your argument is that catching a ball is what makes it hard, and that's the eighth hardest sport there is, I'm, I okay, but it's just like agree. there's things that you don't like. People that haven't really played it don't really understand. Yeah, and that's that's true for all of these. When sports, a ball, I understand, but no, yeah, I know that. But when I don't know, just I just this is this is something that I say that pisses so many people off. If you put a baseball player 
a lot of times baseball players are so good at other things that they can play the majority of other sports. But if well, yeah, we just that, we just saw that with you on the golf course a couple of weeks ago. So <laughs> if, I, I believe you. There. But if you take okay, if you took Bryson DeChambeau and put him against one of the best pitchers in the MLB, I don't think he's going to be too hot. But I guarantee yeah. you, if you play. Uh, like someone, if you have like a long drive competition between like Bryson and like Mike Trout, Mike Trout's going to catch on to golf pretty quickly. Yeah. But a long drive competition is nothing even close to like what golf is though. No, I'm just saying like, I just feel like a guy like that, that's the hella coordinated could become anything they wanted to. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's hard. But I, I, mean, just think I guess your is- argument is kind of proven because Brooks Kepka said he was, he wishes he could have played baseball, but he, he wasn't good enough. So he had to play golf. Yeah. So I guess that's, he's kind of like the living proof of what you're saying. Yeah. He just, it's just tough. People, people shit on baseball, but it's so unbelievably hard. Yeah, another thing that makes it hard is that um, the failure. You fail so much. Like out of any other sport, you if you if you like if you shoot thirty percent from the field, you're probably not gonna play on an NBA team. No, for sure. And but that you, makes it easier too. Like you only have to do good thirty percent of the time. Yeah. But if you don't do that good, you're gonna get sent down or you're gonna lose your scholarship. Yeah. And if okay, if you make an error that you could play a perfect game all game, you make it one error and that scores two runs and you're in the ninth inning, that could cost you the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And if you – say you make an error and um, you don't get the ball hit to you the rest of the game, that, that error is going to stuck, be stuck in your mind the whole – until you get another ball. And you're okay. going to be thinking about not wanting to mess up. Also, you could be going – you could have three hits. You could just piss on three balls in the gap. You strike out one time your last at bat, you don't remember those last three hits – you think about how the hell that guy struck you out. Do you know what I also think is possibly the hardest part of baseball? Like how many games there are. Just yeah. having to wake up Stay every focused. day. Yeah. Then play. Yeah. That's why I, mean, I think they need to shorten it. There are obviously like hard parts about every sport on this list. I just thought it was crazy to put baseball at number nine, where I mean. Put at five. I'm no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about this. Oh, list. I, I know yeah. you heard that five, but um, I just think it's crazy to put a sport at nine when um, I just think pound for pound hitting a baseball is like one of the hardest things you can do. Yeah. But that's only like 5% of what you do in baseball. It's half. No, I'm talking about like what you spend time doing like a baseball game is three hours and you might spend like six minutes at the plate. Right. Exactly. You don't get a lot of shots. <laughs> I, I, I guess you're right. There. <laughs> Maybe we can just agree to disagree. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, it's fine. I think no, it's I, I completely understand your argument. I, think I just have of, a stronger opinion towards it. I think all of these sports are hard. I mean, obviously, except for cheer, but um, <laughs> like, there are really no wrong answers. No, yeah, I, I 100% agree, but I just want to make my case. Okay. It, <laughs> okay, what's the other one? And then my last one was racquetball. Yeah, I've never hard, dude. I know I've the ball's flinging around everywhere. Yeah, and 
Racquetball is probably one of my favorite sports to play. I've never played it against anybody who was actually good. So that's probably why I think it's easy. But because, mm. um, I mean, usually when I played, it's just like at the gym or whatever. Like, obviously, Sam Fit has a racquetball court. But, um, yeah, racquetball, just everything can be tough. But, yeah, I can, like, see how it would be hard if you're playing against a pro and he's, like, smashing it at the wall to, to you. Yeah. But I've never really experienced that, and I don't know. But pound it's for just, pound, I think, what were you going to say? It's just like you're in such a small yeah. closed-in box that, like, the ball can't get away from you like it does in tennis. Like, you can't really hit the ball away from your you opponent. you got to have crazy reaction time. Yeah, you like, have to have good reaction time. I mean, yeah, depending on who you're playing, like, I guess if the person you're playing can hit it fast. Like I, I mean, like I was saying, if I probably played in someone who was halfway good at racquetball, I'd think it was impossible. But yeah, I. Where did they have it ranked? Even because um, I have no idea. They had it ranked number twenty-two, so they had it in like the upper half of difficult sports. Wow! Another thing that didn't make my list was like skiing. Skiing, really? Alpine. Like cross-country skiing? No, like um, you know, like the. Warren Miller movies, how like those guys are going down and then they're like causing avalanches. Oh yeah. Oh, alpine skiing. Yeah, alpine skiing. Oh, is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, okay, my bad. No, yeah, that's what I meant. Like okay. that I feel like that's really tough too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And cross country skiing too. Mm-hmm. Like when you have to like I yeah, that, that is tough. Yeah, because I go skiing like just for fun and like it burns after a while. Like mm-hmm. it's really like hard on your legs and I go so slow. So if you have to go fast and you're in a race and you have to do it for like, I don't know how far they race, probably like three miles though. Like I just think like the shape you have to be in for that to even be possible is mind boggling. Yeah. Don't they have the competitions where you like shoot and then you have to ski? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the decathlons or whatever. I, yeah. I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion or not, but I think, distance skiing is a lot harder than distance running i mean you could probably make the argument for sure because you're not um you're not you there's there it's it's, you're not using your usual body mechanics exactly to run yeah it's like a stand or something it's way harder right yeah exactly and i bet if you were like a professional like skier and that was like what you did it would probably be a lot easier because don't you think those kind of like turn into your body's normal mechanics? For sure. It becomes second nature. Right. So I'm sure for them it's like probably feels like running does to like me or you, but I don't know. I've been skiing and I know like how much it hurts after you've been going for like a mile and you have to go uphill and like your thighs are burning and all that stuff. I think it's super hard. Yeah. I think that pound for pound, the hardest sports are the ones that have potential for significant or moderate injury mm-hmm. yeah don't you think like the yeah. like the risk re- the higher the risk is to the reward or whatever i guess that's when the harder sports come in yeah that's why like mma is tough like the hardest for me in wrestling and rodeo and gymnastics and then yeah. baseball obviously yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah i'd hate to get bruised by a fastball it's it's it, it it hurts more than it seems. I remember in eighth grade you got messed up by a baseball bat. 
Yeah, yeah. Brandon Dow. We were warming up. You remember that? I had like a yeah. huge thing. You, your face was like messed up for a few months, wasn't it? Yeah, that's why I have like this deep ass dimple. Oh, how far back it goes. Oh yeah. Wait, that's from that. Yeah, because remember my face rolled up like a golf ball because we were mm-hmm. doing warm ups and it was a rainy day and we were swinging with those wooden dowels hitting the little wiffle balls and it slipped mm-hmm. out of his hand and it cracked me in the face. Yeah. Yeah. But it sucked because I had freaking braces on because I was in eighth grade and yeah. I had to like take my freaking cheek out of my and everyone everybody was laughing at me. Yeah, everybody gave you so much crap I for that. I died, that. dude. I almost yeah. I got I still played the game because I'm a savage. Yeah, that was scary though. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, that I, alone probably moves baseball up a few spots. Yeah. Getting hit by a bat during but, okay, another thing. Freaking when you're taking BP, you gotta be red alert at all times. Cause I've got hit by balls. Or almost hit. Because if you don't pay attention, balls just come whizzing by you. It's so weird. Because like if you think about it, there's so much space and stuff. You're like, how could one little ball have the exact trajectory and come and hit me, you know? Yeah. Like it's kind of crazy. Especially that's what really gets me with golf is you're getting this little ball. And when people get hole in ones, it's like you see this little surface area in the ground and you're hitting a tiny sphere and you're making a hole in one, like out of all of the grass and earth out there and you get it in that one little hole. Like that's amazing. Or like on a par five, like you've got five shots to get a tiny ball, half a mile into a little hole. Like it's crazy to think about. Yeah. And especially how balls can travel 400 plus yards. Like, Mm -hmm. cause like putting that into perspective, like for me, I always like put it out as a football field, and I'm like, right. like that's crazy that you're hitting. Like some people are hitting the ball four, almost five football fields yeah, away from yeah. them. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty crazy. But I'm proud of us. I think we went for almost two hours. Yeah, this was a long one. I feel it gets easier and easier, huh? Yeah. Do you think we'll be able to put this one up, or is two hours a little bit over the top? We we can just do the audio. Okay. Yeah, the yeah, audio is perfect. The audio is perfect. But yeah, when I'm sending it, or I do it through like WeTransfer. It takes you it takes so much for it to um we can even put this on YouTube, but it takes a ton of to make it two gigabytes or whatever. Like there's like a two gigabyte max on this website that I can send files to my friend. Oh yeah. And it, it you have to literally record for hours and hours and hours in order to reach two gigabytes of a oh, file yeah. or something. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. But yeah, this was fun. Yeah. And we can do one if you only if you want to we can do one tomorrow after the fights yeah i bet we could do one tomorrow night and if nothing else we, we can, can always do it on monday yeah, but i want to always... send the audio to my friend because he can get this up like today or yeah. like right now yeah okay perfect so then we can actually look at our uh predictions and like see if we were right or not you know i know i'm excited i'm glad we disagreed on a few so we can have something to uh Something to like compare. I guess. It's it's, I it's mean, what I mean. There's such there's such toss ups. I feel like that it doesn't really like. I think it's going to be like pretty much luck. Whoever wins between us, I feel like. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is that there that when you get to such a high level and all these guys are like number one contenders, basically, the like the the gap between them is so like if one guy messes up, that costs the fight for them. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty, it's going to be pretty sick. I cannot wait.
I just feel bad for them that the time difference. Yeah. That's insane. But yeah, this was awesome. Yeah. All right. Thanks for having me back on again. No problem. Third time in a row. Let's go. Okay. All right. Have a good night. Absolutely. Yeah. Enjoy the fights tomorrow. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye-bye.